0: Enjoy that 20% off at shop.nsls.org. And stay motivated, leaders. Stay motivated. Overcoming physical challenges and poverty in his native India, Dr. Rahman K. Atri became a top performance scientist, author of multiple books, and a professional conference speaker. He joins me today to discuss his remarkable journey of beating the odds and living a successful life. I'm Corey Andrew Powell, your host, and this is Motivational Mondays. So I'm joined today by Dr. Rahman, who's one of the world's leading authorities in the science of speed professional learning and performance space. He also has an incredible personal story of what he calls going from disability to desirability. So thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Rahman, and welcome to Motivational Mondays.
1: Thank you so much, Corey. My pleasure being on your show.
0: I want to begin with a little bit of a backstory just to give people an understanding of who you are. So years ago, you were in a government job, financially secure, but the environment, as you say, was toxic with a lot of bureaucracy, mediocrity, incompetent leadership as well, and you decided to leave just three months short of receiving a $5,000 bonus for being there for 10 years. So tell me, what finally gave you the push to leave that job and pursue an entirely new career path?
1: Very good question. Thank you so much, Corey. So, yeah, you're right that uh, I saw 10 years as technology scientist that uh, in that organization. And being a scientist was my dream ever since I was in my primary school. So I thought I was in a dream job and I want to be there probably for a longer while. But then, you know, in uh, those organizations, what happens is that uh, if you're, you know, you're, sometimes your talent may not be valued. And at the same time, you would also say, you know, something is missing. Something is not right. And I figured out at that point of time that something that was missing was the connection back to my passion, which was learning. As you said, you know, I was kind of uh, disabled since the childhood. I was, I was six months old. I got polio. So my only way to get through my life was learning. So at that particular turning moment, then I thought I should be going into the learning domain. That's my core. That's where I think I can help more people rather than being a technology scientist. So that's the kind of turning point that happened in my life at that time.
0: That's quite a big change. And you mentioned the idea of when you feel that something's not right at your core as a person, then you don't have a very contented life. So the change you made, it gave you a more contented life. And then you went on and you become a scientist and you have all these accomplishments. You become an author. I think you mentioned how you went from not being able to afford books to being an author of 20 books. It's an amazing story of resilience. I want to ask you, though, about the speed learning construct. Now, you teach it mainly to corporations, I know, and and professionals. But because, of course, our audience, many of them are college students, and so they get so much knowledge they have to learn every semester. I'm curious to know if you can explain how a lot of those practices that you teach could apply to a college student who has also a need for some fast learning during a short period of time.
1: Oh, certainly, certainly. I mean, I personally have gone through that journey. Uh, I earned two doctorates and over 100 international credentials. So I was in their shoes (laughs) sometime in (laughs) going through all those degrees and credentials. So I had to go through all the challenges of absorbing a huge amount of content and information and be able to make my way through. And uh, at the end, when I did the research and uh, mostly focused on professional and uh, corporates, I realize one very important thing, that there are certain foundational things which we can apply in everywhere, whether it's academic, whether it's a, you're young in your career, or you are actually a corporate professional. The thing is that most of the time we learn content, and that's where we spend a lot of our time. But the today's business world, the way the success comes to people is not because of content. It comes because of context. Context is how you apply your wisdom and reflection into certain situations and how do you use the skills. So skills in context are more important than content alone. So we need to shift our thinking process that when you are learning something, you got going to need to learn for a goal. It has to have a purpose. And once you are very clear about the purpose, you need to go backward. And then you say, okay, in order to reach this uh, goal, what are the things I should master? And you would be amazed to see when you take that approach, you are going to need to master lesser number of content, skills, content, or things as compared to when you start from this side where everything looks like you, you don't know. So it's the approach, the goal-directed approach, because ultimately what happens when you choose a goal-directed learning, it always keeps you on the track. And once you are on a streamlined track, you're always going to go there faster.
0: Wow, I love that idea because so what I'm getting from that is you're saying if you are to streamline up front and say, okay, I want to go into this field, for example, what do I need to know specifically about that field, how to work in that field, who can I meet to help me get in that field, just you fine-tune the things you need to know as opposed to just trying to absorb all of it and not knowing what content is actually the more pertinent that is necessity and what's just sort of fluff that's there that you might not need, correct?
1: That's uh, absolutely correct. I want just want to add one more point uh, to that one. There are two or three pieces here. One thing you already said is, once you start with the context where you can apply it, you, you pretty much know, okay, these are the only thing I'm going to need to go there. Now, you sequence it in a way that it's a lean sequence. You cut all the fat away. The moment you cut the fat away, it becomes slim and trim, and it's much easier, much faster to master it. That's number one. Number two is that do you really need to read and remember everything now? Probably not, because if some knowledge or a skill you're going to need to use six months later, you don't need to master it now. You're going to need to master it when you're going to need it. So that means you're going to need to use your ecosystem, which include your peers, your friends, your mentors, coaches, your managers, and technologies as well. So once you use your ecosystem and all those things together, then you will know that you're going to need to master this content, whereas the automation is going to take care of this particular content, and your peers or your mentors are going to help you in this area. So that's how you basically integrate everything together to learn faster.
0: When I look at that, it almost seems like it's also a metaphor for life. Not just how you learn, right? It's almost like going through life, you can make your life a lot less hectic if you eliminate (laughs) a lot of what I would call the foolishness, as my mother would call it. You know, it's just getting rid of the things you don't need or maybe segmenting them until you need them at a later time. Now, One thing that I find so fascinating about you, you did mention you were disabled. Six months old, you were disabled because of polio. You also are from an impoverished area of India. You lost your ability to walk before you could actually learn to walk, is how you have stated it. And what's fascinating to me about that is those are some very difficult circumstances to begin life with. That's a lot of adversity to overcome, the poverty and the illness. Yet, you have this theory, what I just was reading earlier, and I call it the wall window theory. (laughs) That's I had to sum it up that way. And you make a statement about, you can be so focused on trying to break through the wall to get ahead, to break through that, I got to get over there. You have this streamlined focus, but you can be so focused on breaking through the wall that you're missing the windows of opportunity that are right in front of you. So I think in a way, are you saying that your disability and things that were limitations, quote unquote, actually made you re-envision what your life would be and find other areas in which you could excel. That is how I understand that. Am I correct in that assessment? Yeah,
1: that's absolutely correct. Thank you so much, Corey, for making that observation. You are absolutely right that at one point in time, I felt very helpless, just like anybody else. And I'm pretty sure that when anybody faces adversity, they do feel that way. We feel contained or constrained within some sort of imaginary or real walls. Walls can be real also. For example, I couldn't walk. So that was very real wall for me. I definitely couldn't do it. But then the thing is that most of the time, motivational gurus tell us that break the wall. Use your willpower. Move forward. Nothing can stop you. And I believe that when we use that kind of approach, we kind of eliminate a lot of other possibilities in our life. And because we're so focused on breaking the wall, as you said, and then back then when I figured out that, you know, all right, this is there, we're going to be there. My disability is going to be with me forever, but what is the advantage I'm getting? So I figured out that I could uh, contain myself in the room. I had no mobility. I had no spoiler friends who could waste my time, so I had Mm -hmm. plenty of (laughs) distraction-free time at my disposal, which other kids possibly didn't have. So that became my advantage or X factors over others. And that's how I kind of learned that there are always some windows of leverages or opportunities within our walls If we are able to use those we might be able to leverage them so beautifully and strategically that we can go ahead enough in our life. Nothing can stop us, really. So that's where that concept of windows among our walls came about, basically. So yeah, you're right. That's my philosophy.
0: With that history of the adversity, there's a long time, though, between childhood and that realization. So that's a long time for you to have to keep yourself motivated and inspired to not give up and not say, well, my life is just relegated to this. So I'm really, really curious to know about that optimism, about that motivation, about what kept you going and knowing that your future was not going to be necessarily where you began.
1: Uh, That's a very interesting point, Corey. Uh, I think I want to add here uh, that in the beginning, I read lots of motivational books. I thought uh, you know, motivation is something that can push me forward. i went on reading a lot of inspirational stories. But very soon I realized that this whole concept of motivation and inspiration is very short lived. It fumes out in the air very quickly. The moment you face the next hurdle, it's going to go. And then you're going to again look for the sources of motivation or inspiration that's going to push you. So essentially, the chase for motivation or inspiration, I think, is fruitless. It leaves us nowhere. Very early on, I realized one thing that the most important thing I'm going to possibly need from in my life is, first thing is obviously uh, the acceptance, because acceptance is very important. Uh, More often, we accept, but it's not true acceptance. It is a compromise. I mean, we accept something, you know, I accept this is the way it is going to be. Nothing can be done about this. But that's not a acceptance. That's a compromise, because we are still complaining about it so first thing was acceptance once i passed that phase then came the phase of clarity clarity was the biggest thing that propelled me forward and i kind of developed this uh, philosophy that uh, you're gonna need to have two-dimensional clarity in your life if you really want to pass through and during that worst phase of my life i used those two dimensional clarity one was why that's your emotional drive why you do the things why you want to really get into something. And the second one on the other spectrum is what for? What's your purpose? What you want to gain out of this one? Most cases, people focus only on why. And why is the emotional drive? But what happens they lose the focus on the goal. So once they have these two clarity, then the in-between journey becomes easier. And you get a constant sustainable fuel to move forward in your life. So that's how I think I passed that most difficult phase of my life.
0: You have a great quote that discusses the aspect of learning. And it's the idea that sort of learning happens when people want it. And you say, learning does not happen unless someone needs it badly and asks for it hungrily. So explain that concept.
1: I think more often we (laughs) bring people to learning. We think that they need learning and we start coaching them. And that's one way of looking at learning but in my own life and my journey while i was struggling through things that i depended heavily on learning and as you see that uh, i became a learning scientist and then i am also a learning leader at fortune 500 corporation so this entire experience has given me lots of observation as a scientist as well as a business leader in regards to learning and The biggest piece I have seen is that uh, people will want to excel. They want to excel in their life, but they wouldn't uh, excel unless they are hungry for it. And people learn faster when they're hungry because then when they feel that their cup is empty, they're going to feel it somehow. And the mind works in all directions. All their senses are involved in learning at that point of time. I think this hunger is very important If you're going to coach today somebody who's really, really want to learn something, you will see that person possibly can learn in a much shorter time. And that's my philosophy that we have to create the need for learning first before giving them some avenue of learning.
0: Thank you to everyone listening today. And don't forget, you can find us everywhere you stream and download your favorite podcast. We'll see you next week on Motivational Mondays.